listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, welcome back this week to Nonstop Mom. I'm Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Thank you so much for joining. I really hope you've been enjoying the podcast. Um, if you've missed last week's, it was on how to uh, have the qualities of a godly wife. And I was so honored to have my mother-in-law who has been married for, I believe, 42 years in the ministry for about 40 years now. And she gave some wonderful, wonderful wisdom. So if you missed it, uh, go back and check it out along with lots of other weeks that I've put up. So if you have missed any or you're new to this podcast, I encourage you to check out the other ones as well. Also, if you have not done so, head on over to my Facebook page. I have a private group. Um, You can find the actual page on Nonstop Mom and then click to join the group because I do some discussions in there. Sometimes I get on there and do some lives. Um, I like to bless the ladies, so I'll pop up uh, gift cards to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, and you guys can go over there and grab a snack or coffee while you're out. So just really want you to be part of the group so you don't miss anything new that I'm putting out. That's, again, over at Facebook under Nonstop Mom. And then I'd love for you to find me on Instagram, and that's just under my name, Carolyn Shuttlesworth, and that way we can uh, get a hold of each other and talk on there as well, and you can kind of see all the new things that I'm putting up over there. Anyway, let's get into it this week. I am talking about sex. I know that word sounds risque. I guess. I don't really know, but I feel like it's always such a hush, hush word. And in all reality, it is a wonderful gift that God has given us. A wonderful gift in marriage that God has given us. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're having sex and you're not married, stop, stop, stop. What I'm getting ready to discuss is available for married couples. And that's exactly the way it should be done. That's the way God intended it. It is a special bond between married couples. And if you're having sex before marriage, it is a sin. And sin will keep you out of heaven. So please stop. Get married and do it the right way. Okay. So, if you are married, we're going to be discussing sex, and this is for you. Couple reasons God has created sex, and one of them we know, obviously, is procreation. He wants us to populate the earth. It says it in the Bible, be fruitful and multiply, over in Genesis, and You know, we are made to have babies, to raise godly babies, and exercise our dominion over the earth. That is a main reason God created sex. But he also created sex for the enjoyment and the pleasure and the love and the bond between a husband and a wife. And I feel like... You know, if um, 
sometimes a lot of times if you grew up in a Christian home or just a real strict home about the topic of sex, you're taught like how bad it is for so long. You're taught like you're you're so like nervous about it because it's been taught to you as a sin, which it is before you're married. And, you know, you're they've scared you into, you know, when you have sex, you get pregnant and now you're going to have a baby before you're married. And so they've taught you all this fear of sex, you know, and and what the Bible says about it before you're married. But then when you go off to get married, a lot of people and young girls are not taught about sex and that it really is a good thing that they go into the marriage like so nervous about it. And almost like, you know, when you're, you know, that feeling you get when you're sinning, it's like that feeling of shame. So it's almost like they carry that same feeling over into their marriage. So now they're having sex with their husband, but they're still like feeling ashamed because it's that dirty word sex. You know, we, it's got to be hush, hush and this and that, but you're married now. It doesn't have to be hush, hush, and it doesn't have to feel, um, you don't have to feel ashamed or embarrassed because this is exactly how God intended it. It, it's actually like, it should be honored you know, when you get married, it should be an honor. It says in Hebrews 13, four, give honor to marriage, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God, it will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. But it says the beginning of that, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. Sex is something that will actually strengthen your marriage and bring you together closer. That is God's intent. He wants you to have lots of sex. In one of my broadcasts, I have no idea why we got off on this. But if you guys watch our morning broadcast, you will understand the title for my podcast, which is hashtag tons of sex. (laughs) You know, it sounds, you know, you're probably like, this sounds so weird. She's saying that God wants us to have tons of sex. (laughs) Even sounds funny saying it. But yes, he wants us to have tons of sex. And we shouldn't be holding it back. In 1 Corinthians 7, 5, it says, Do not deprive each other of sexual relations. Unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time, limited, so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. That, that's the only time it's telling you to refrain and for a limited time. Afterward, you should come together again. And why? Why does it need to be a limited time? Because... We need to make sure, and it says in the rest of the verse, so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Our flesh will take over. If we're never staying in the spirit, we're never in the word, we're never filling ourselves daily with the things of God, it will be so easy 
for Satan to tempt us to do wrong, to look elsewhere. You know, what, what do we consider marriage? You know, before we, we go into this a little bit further about, you know, not holding it back from our spouse, what do we consider marriage to begin with? Okay, it's a covenant. We know that it's a covenant. It's a sacred bond between a man and a woman instituted by and publicly entered into before God. That's what we do when we're at the altar. That's what we're doing before men and before God. And then what is, you know, that's on paper. That's in front of everybody. But what makes the marriage legit is when you consummate it by what? Sexual intercourse, by sex. That's when it's the real deal. And that's why it's so important to save that for your husband. God's plan for marriage covenant involves so much. So we have to remember that that is a, a covenant between the two of you and that is how you consummate it. The beginning of your marriage starts then. And God created a continuing sexual interest in us as human beings. It's a healthy trait. It's not anything to feel ashamed of. It's not anything to shy away from. God created, he created our bodies to do that. He designed our bodies to produce. He designed our bodies to have that attraction to the one we love, to our husband. It expresses love in a marriage. It expresses love in a marriage. He gave us the blessing of sex. You know, he first commanded, you know, when when he first created um, man and woman, Adam and Eve. First command he gave Adam and Eve was to begin an intimate sexual relationship and reproduce. And then if you look over in Genesis 2, he tells us what? Leave. This is this is marriage right here. This is this is marriage. This is what he's telling you in Genesis 2. Leave therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become what? One flesh. That's happened through sex. So right there God created marriage and family. Marriage and family. Right there he created marriage and family. So if we go back to what I was talking about where we shouldn't hold it back because it is a gift that he's given us with our husbands to not withhold. We as wives can come up with some really good excuses of why, you know, we're not having sex. My husband and I are so busy. You know, we we've we've said it, we've heard it. If you know, I guess you've heard it if you're talking it over coffee with your friends. I don't know. I guess I really don't have any of my friends telling me this. But I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you're talking about it. Um, he has a, tra- a hectic travel schedule. 
We're just too tired after a long day. These are all excuses that have been said. We're bored with each other. I mean, I hopefully, you know, that's not the case. (laughs) We don't feel like it. That is, I would say, like a number one excuse as to why married couples stop having sex for long periods of time. We just don't feel like it. But listen, I am not going to sugarcoat it. We have to find a way to overcome these things, whether it's easy or not. We have to overcome those feelings and those excuses. We have to make sex, making love, whatever you want to call it, at the top of our priority list, before our kids, before work, before everything. Our marriage is so vital that we take It takes precedent above everything else. Obviously not the Lord, but I'm saying it takes, we have to make sure we work at it so much. There's an enemy out there who wants to just destroy families, destroy marriages. I mean, like as soon as you guys say I do, he's like ready to break it up. He does not want a strong family, a strong Christian family unit to succeed because once he realizes we understand who we are together, who we are in Christ, what we're called to do, the devil's like in for it. So he is ready to attack your marriage, ready to attack your marriage. And we have to be smart enough to realize that we have to continue to work hard at being, you know, in that, I guess I would say, like, that sexual attraction between your husband. I um, have a podcast that I did about putting your husband first. I didn't talk about sex on there, um, but just different ways because... You know, you can get to that where you have sex like once a month. I don't know, maybe once a week. That's still that's still not enough at all. You know, every other month, whatever. You have to be careful because you'll get into that roommate status feeling. You'll get into that roommate status feeling. And you know, so many divorces end with um, adultery, you know, husbands have gone other places and I'm not like trying to tell you, you know, that's what, that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying the Bible has warned against, you know, taking breaks too long from sex with your spouse for the very reason, because the flesh can be, that's why I read that verse. Unless you're like off seeking the Lord, fasting or, you know, doing a time with the Lord that you feel like, you know, you need to have no distractions, including sex, then that's why it said a limited time, but a limited time. And so if you go to Proverbs 5, 15, it says, drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets, having sex with just anyone? 
You should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. And so Proverbs 5.15, I would say, shows you that sex is prescribed. It's like a prescription against wandering eyes, wandering actions, I would say, wandering thoughts. It's supposed to happen a lot. (laughs) And if you're feeling a little like, oh my gosh, I don't do this or I need to, you know, work harder at it. Just like anything within a relationship, you have to work harder at it. So we have to suppress our feelings, wives. If we feel tired or we feel just don't feel like it, that is not an excuse to tell our husband no when he wants to have intimate time with you. And it's important that you go to him too, that he's not always the one trying to engage sex with you. We need to make sure as wives that we put our spouse's needs. I mean, and our husbands too, it will be reciprocal. You put your spouse's needs and interests ahead of your own and they will do the same. Marriage you know, I feel like society has corrupted what marriage should look like. You know, I said that in one of my podcasts um, that people say it should be 50-50, but that's not true. It needs to be 100-100. If you're only putting 50 in and you're expecting your husband to put 50 in, it's not going to work. It it can't work. It has to be 100 and 100 on both sides. And it can't be, well... Uh, I'm not doing this until he does that because that's manipulation and that will corrupt a marriage and it's a bad seed and an ugly root that will grow and manifest its ugly head. So don't be like that. You want a change in the marriage. You start with yourself. Lord, is there anything I need to change? Lord, is there anything I need to do? And then just go from there. Don't wait for your spouse to make all the changes. That is not how it's it's going to work. So back to my sex topic. Don't know went off on a little bit there. But yes, the Lord has called us to be fruitful and to multiply and procreation is a gift that he's given us. That's why I have encouraged people on other podcasts where I've talked about people who have gone through can't get pregnant, having miscarriages, that to keep trying, it is God's will for you to succeed to become a parent. It's his plan from the very beginning for you to be fruitful and to multiply. So that procreation is one of the number one things of why God provided sex between a married couple. But it's not the only thing. He wants us to stay so close to sex is the glue to bond us together you can't be broken when you're so close with your husband you can't things can't creep in the way people can't get in the way thoughts can't get in the way bad actions can't get in the way when you have sex a lot and are in love and enjoying each other and the time together, it is the glue that bonds us together. 
we will stay close. We'll st- we'll just stay close. It strengthens our marriage. It's something that will strengthen our marriage. It is supposed to bring us together in that physical union of marriage. I believe it also makes communication better. It it helps us sex actually can make us communicate better with our spouse. It forces us to be attentive to other needs that they, you know, to their needs, feelings of one another. It's such um an intimate time together. It brings physical and emotional pleasure to each other. There's so much to sex than just thinking about the act of it. It is, I'm going to say it again, a physical, it brings a physical and emotional pleasure to each other. Because you get into that less sex, my life is so busy, you literally start living with roommate status with your husband. And that is not the way God has intended it, has not as intended it to be. Don't let the enemy attack your marriage. Because you get fights started, then you're not talking to each other for two weeks. You don't want to be touched for three weeks. You go through this whole process. And before you know it, you guys grow further and further apart. Sex is a wonderful thing. A wonderful thing. When we get married and we leave our family and get into that uh, marriage union between husband and wife, the whole leaving, the leaving, cleaving and becoming one flesh, that Bible verse, I think I have it here. I'm going to read it to you. What did I do with it? Nope, I don't have it. But it's where you, it Genesis, I believe it was Genesis 2, where you leave your parents, you become one with your husband. And so it places us together in such a powerful unity that we need to make sure that we're having tons of sex. It's imperative. And I can't stress that enough. So before I go today, I'm just going to quickly give you three reasons, just, you know, there's lots of reasons, but I'm just going to give you three reasons why I believe um, sex is very important in a Christian marriage. Uh, I know we've talked over a few things about it being the glue, about communication, about procreation, um, but just to understand um, why The first reason I'm going to mention is it's meant to be an expression of love. It is. God made it that way. It's one thing to, to just love our spouse, say, I love you, I love you, I love you, love you. But it's an entirely different thing to express that to your spouse. You know, like the, the saying, actions speak louder than words. You know, so one way we can express that love that we have for our spouse 
is sex. You know, he's God has blessed us to have that between a husband and a wife. He's blessed us to be able to show our love for our husband that way. He's blessed us that way. We have to think of it. Sex is a blessing. It's a blessing. It's where our 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 inside love, our inner love for our husband is expressed in a physical way. That is, it's placed in marriage for that way. It's placed in marriage. That's one reason I believe, you know, that God has created sex. It's, a, it's an expression of love that we can give to our husband. Um, it says, I know I read Proverbs 5.15 earlier, but in Proverbs 5.18 through 19, it says, Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. There is a connection there with enjoying each other's bodies. There's a connection there. There is a love connection there of enjoying each other's bodies. So, sex in a Christian marriage is meant to be an expression of love. Number one. Number two, I kind of mentioned earlier about it being the glue. So, sex in Christian marriage bonds you with your husband. It's the glue. It literally is the glue. And I I talked about it earlier in Genesis 2, where it talks, I told you, becoming one flesh. And that's, you know, that is what um, that is all about. You're leaving your family, you're going with your husband, and you're becoming that, the new bond. You're breaking that one bond before your marriage, and now you're getting with your husband and you're creating a new bond. And sex is the process, it's the glue to keep you guys together. Um, it it strengthens us, like I mentioned before. And it's um, the way he's designed us to have sex often. And it continually strengthens. So it's like, keep having tons of sex and your glue and the bond will stay strong. Not having sex keeping it for long times, you know, long dry spells, long dry periods there, it breaks that glue. And then I think um, I would say another importance of sex, maybe but for my third point, would be uh, a safeguard against sexual sin. So my three points, are I'm just kind of summarizing up things that I touched on at the beginning of the podcast, because I did mention how over in Proverbs, it was a prescription against wandering eyes and wandering thoughts and wandering actions. So um, sex in a Christian marriage is a safeguard against sexual sin. It says over in 1 Corinthians 7, 2 through 5, um, and I'll quickly read it. But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her uh, rights and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. 
Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote to yourselves to prayer, and then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So I read part of that verse at the beginning of my podcast, but I just wanted to start a little bit um, uh, sooner than that, so you can see how powerful sex is meant to be there in the context of a healthy Christian marriage. We have to respect that power and responsibility that comes with sex because it can be improperly used. We can withhold it. We can hold it over our husband's head. We can use it as manipulation. So we have to make sure we don't improperly use this gift that God's given us because it can become a weapon of destruction to your husband's, to your husband's heart. It can become a weapon of destruction in your marriage. So we have to make sure we have the responsibility of this power of sex and use it correctly. Ladies, we are in love with our husbands. Don't hold back. Sex is not bad. It's made for us. It's made for for our love together, to bring us closer with each other. It's made to improve our relationships. It is a powerful gift that God's given us. And we have to make sure we have hashtag tons of sex. (laughs) Thank you ladies so much for listening to me this week. Um, I love you all so much. Thank you for sticking with me. I have almost 600 women in my Facebook group, and it's just growing by the day. And I thank you so much for being a part of it, for listening. Make sure as you listen to subscribe to my podcast so you know when it comes out uh, every Friday, every week. Um, So make sure you subscribe to my podcast so it just automatically downloads to your device. Also, share on social media for all the new people that are a part of my Instagram and Facebook. It gets the word out. And I love you guys. Have a wonderful week. Be encouraged. You're strong in the Lord. Remember the verse I always quote from Hannah in 1 Samuel, her prayer. The Lord has given me answers. He's made me strong. He's given me answers to my enemies. You can do it. You're a powerful woman in Christ. You're a powerful mom. If you're not a mom yet and you're going to be or you're working on it, go for it. Being a mom is a wonderful thing. Being a wife is a wonderful thing. And we have so much to learn in the Word of God. So thank you so much for sticking with me and listening. I love you guys. Make sure if you have any topics or any questions or anything you want me to talk about, I will be happy to do it. Just send them in uh, on Instagram Messenger or Facebook Messenger or email. Uh, Go to my website, nonstopmom.net, and get a hold of me. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.